Welcome to the That's Scheiße podcast, to our first lifestyle episode today with Ethan and with Jacob. Today, we're going to talk about two completely different lifestyles. Why are you talking like a vlog YouTuber? <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so in the first part, we're going to talk about the weird incels community online. Yeah. And in the second part, we're going to talk about the minimalism lifestyle, which I'm, I wouldn't consider myself a member, but like I'm interested in. So let's go. So, Ethan, it was sort of your idea to talk about incels. Maybe you need to explain first what these creatures are. Because for me, they sound really similar to intel, but it's a it's a really big it's, difference between incels and intel. Yeah, so incel stands for involuntary celibate, okay. which means that they are not having sex, not out of their own free will. Right. So that's what the name means. But what are they? Well, at first, I mean, I understand why there's a term for it. Right. And at first I was kind of like, wow, me too. <laughs> <laughs> but then I looked into it a bit closer right. and I saw that, oh, it kind of gets dark pretty fast. It's one of these internet communities that I think it it has been there for like 20 years, actually but it has developed into a really, really weird and, like you said, dark place. It's one of these communities on the internet that on one side you can understand, but on the other it's like, what the fuck are they doing? Yeah, it's, it reminds me in a lot of ways of like social justice warriors on right. Tumblr. Okay. Because like you, they have a good cause or you can see why they do what they do, mm -hmm. but they just put it, way out of proportion and i think incels got a bit more famous especially recently because of some terror attacks and school shootings right yeah. because they basically said because i'm not going to be able to fuck someone i'm going to kill other people and then kill myself because my my life is going to be terrible for the rest and so why not quit it a bit earlier like, yeah, I think it's really sad because obviously most of these people are severely depressed. But it's also like their outlook is very skewed. Right. Especially like their view of women as a whole is really messed up in my opinion. And that's like the thing I actually have the biggest issue with. So maybe you need to describe us a bit more about their view. I think it's that like, first of all, they have this conception that the world is built up like a wolf a <laughs> tribe or something where there's like the alpha males yeah. and the beta males and the omega males and that actually only the alphas can reproduce and everyone else kind of pulled the shitty straw and they think they're just born a beta and because of that they have no chance of ever rising up and that's just stupid it's not the case i think they have sort of a theory because 
yeah, I tried to look into it a bit more, and they sort of had a theory that the reason why they hate women is basically because they believe that when a woman is young, she's able to, like, get into a higher class because she's pretty and because she can choose, and they can't. So the woman goes a step up and is, is, is able to have sex, and then later, when the woman isn't pretty anymore, they're actually saying that then the woman just is is in for the money and looks for sort of an alpha in terms of the money world. Yeah. So... That's basically why they think they have no chance of surviving and why they think it's sort of they're the victims of evolution or <laughs> I don't know yet. Yeah, another interesting theory I saw is that they think like women can always like get together with someone who's like equally attractive or more attractive. Exactly. But men always Would have to go down. <laughs> So if you're like on a scale from one to ten, you're right. like a one. Yeah. Then you just simply have no options. Right. Because no woman. Or will just want another you. one, but this one is actually gonna look forward for a two. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. you don't have that freedom of choice, so you're screwed. So I, I feel pretty sorry for these people on the one side because I think there are other similar groups out there. Maybe I'm gonna talk about these a bit later, but like. I just think they they deserve to some extent that they have that I'm sorry for them because they have this miserable worldview. I mean it's really being a creator that believes in something like that is is miserable. Yeah. In every possible way. The thing that I want to talk about a bit more is like the forums that they use, they're not made to sort of help them to get Exactly. They yeah. are there to make them more miserable and just Sort get of validated in their negative beliefs. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, but also I just want to mention that also incels don't just care about sex. I did read that. That they also just care about like just romance or just all in all being loved and accepted. Right. So it's not just, oh, they just can't fuck, so now they're sad. Well... In their defense. I, I think there are people that feel very similar. Like I said, there are the groups out there that, I mean, really depressive people that feel like there is no other way out. They're the, the most miserable people on this planet. But the thing that I don't really understand is really why they're taking it out on women yeah. and on the sexual thing in general. Because, I I, I mean, their, their name defines their identity in some way. They're not just like... I mean... <laughs> it would be like nice to call them like people with a depression but they're there's people with depression who aren't incels exactly yeah yeah i agree and also like i see that their their core view of society does have like reasons because like if you go on dating apps right. it's much harder for like a guy to get a match than for a girl yeah. And also like girls get way more messages and everything. So as a guy you have to like try much harder to get like even a date or something. So I do get why they think that society favors women in that way. And in a way it even is the well, case. Maybe it's not even society. I just think it's like they're sort of envious about that there are women. <laughs> that don't 
can be lazy, lie on their back and get sex. Yeah. And they sort of need they to do something. They don't have that luxury. Right. Yeah. And this is sort of the point where I'm not sorry for them. I just think like, <laughs> move your fucking ass and, <laughs> and do something about it instead of of shooting other people. Definitely. Like that's the step that's way too far. I agree. I consider you sort of an insider into internet communities, <laughs> especially compared to me. And maybe you can explain me a bit more like, what I don't understand is really why do people sum themselves in these groups? On one side, it's it's it has become their family. They're going every day there to sort of get their feedback, but also be, which is a natural thing that humans look for, like being a group of, of humans that have the same opinion. I believe at least they, they must have realized that there is no... No way out. No way out. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, I think, first of all, obviously those people don't have anyone to talk to in real life. So that's why they even go online in the first right. place. So as soon as they find... Just do a podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> vent your feelings on the incel podcast. No, but as soon as you find like a community that's has the same ideas as you... Right. then you feel welcome and suddenly you don't feel like an outsider anymore and so alone. But with that also comes like you are extremely vulnerable to people who disagree with you because you don't feel safe anywhere else. That as soon as someone disagree with you, you're like, oh, they're an enemy and they're one of those people who bully me. I or think whatever. they call them chats. Yeah, the chads. The chads. Those are the, those are the guys who get all the girls. So they're like the biggest enemy of an incel. Yeah, and it's basically everyone else that is not an incel. I think there are sort of normals as well in this world. Normies. Or normies, yes. yeah. <laughs> those are like, I think they're not chads, but also not incels. They're like they can have sex occasionally but they're still not chads who like all the ladies run after right yeah the thing that that i'm <laughs> that i thought was sort of funny when i when i looked into it is i mean it's it's really it reminds me of other groups like the nazis or of like terrorist groups that just say you know everybody else is against us and this is why we need to fight back and this is why we are the we're right. Yeah, and we are the miserable as well. Yeah. We have the right to fight back with every power that we have. Because they hurt us first. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just bullshit. It is. I mean, I can see, like, if you're, like, a horribly ugly guy who just knows, oh, no woman will ever love me, I still think, like... I watch like reality TV with the ugliest people and they still found someone. So it is possible for anyone <laughs> to find someone and to say just because you're too ugly or too fat or too something right. still doesn't rule out every possibility, in my opinion. Like, prove me wrong. But <laughs> Oh, I think, you're, I think you're totally right in that regard. But I think the the struggle is sort of that they don't really see that in any possible way. And they're like so deep in this black hole that that's the depression. Yeah. Yeah. And so so my next question will 
would be like should we help them or should we like just leave them alone and do their crazy thing and the and sort of leave them alone with their crazy worldview well i actually i spent like several hours on like that one incel <laughs> forum and i did see like even in like the frequently asked questions of the website itself right it said that like you shouldn't offer advice because first of all they've already heard it all and it doesn't help them because apparently like a frequent advice is oh yeah just wash your hair and get nice clothes and like in my opinion that's good advice because as soon as you don't look like you're unhygienic appealing yeah as soon as you look like a bit more like a member of society your attractiveness already is on a level above what it probably was before yeah and you're not just a weirdo anymore yeah like (laughs) if you have like greasy hair and weird sense of fashion yeah maybe no one will want to talk to you but if you just try something out like at least try (laughs) exactly i wanted to like say something similar i I think what what i'm frustrated with is like that they are not trying they're just they're staying there at the same point where they started. But on the other side, when you say like they should need to change their appearance. And I think I personally had, I, I've not really made this ex- experience myself, but I think I struggle with the the idea that you need to change to appeal to others. I agree. Yeah, that was. And this I is meant. sort of the, I know you didn't, but but I think this is sort of the point where it also gets a bit more tricky with, because in like a very small amount, I at least believe they have something that speaks for themselves. Like they, they have the argument that, and I think it's it's true. I mean, in schools, the ugliest ones are the ones that, that are being bullied and yeah. Yeah. And I agree. And I didn't mean like, <laughs> oh, if you're not popular, you just need to look better and then you'll be popular. I just meant like they just do not accept any form of criticism or try attempts of help. Yeah. And they don't even try that advice out. I'm just saying, like, if someone tells you, like, maybe try to wash your hair, then maybe do it. Right. I'm not saying you have to do that in order to be attractive. But, yeah. I also think that, like, most of those people aren't actually ugly. That's... Just to say, I, I, I agree with you, but it's doesn't matter. Yeah. It's what they think they look like. I mean, I sometimes think as well that I'm ugly, so... <laughs> yeah, everyone thinks <laughs> right, that. Right, so it's just a normal thing. That's the thing. <laughs> but, see, if you think, like, it's an entire community of people who just look so ugly that they will never have a chance and that they're actually right, that that's just not the case yeah yeah like they blame their own biology for their misfortune and that's simply not the reason that's what i'm trying to say it's it might be one reason but one reason out of a hundred thousands of reasons why they can't get laid right yeah i agree (laughs) (laughs) but also what i found a different interesting thing is that apparently the whole incel community also really hates gay men 
And that doesn't even make <laughs> sense to me because in a way, if gay men have each other, then that's like less competition <laughs> for about women. So actually they should be glad, but still I think they're just jealous because like there's the assumption that all gay men just constantly fuck each other and they're jealous of like that aspect just out of their point of view it also might be that they think that gay men would have had the choice to fuck a woman but or they, they could if they, they wanted to that high of like chats <laughs> that they went against <laughs> their desire they're the ultra chat <laughs> exactly oh that's an interesting point of view. <laughs> oh god <laughs> you know yeah, I, I could be <laughs> their hate is really focused against women yeah women in general and and i mean I think the easiest assumption would be there are too many chats on this planet. So let's let's be angry. But I think they they do sort of admire the chat. They want to be a chat. Exactly. They want to be what what's like preventing them. Exactly. I don't get it. Yeah, you're right. And like most incels also say, yeah, but but I love my mom. <laughs> but I love my sister, just every other... And it doesn't make sense to me. Like, either you just hate every woman, or... And for a good reason. Right. <laughs> but they don't. And it doesn't make sense. I think from their point of view, what they have lost is to just judge what is actually true and what isn't. But exactly that's a thing that I tend to see that with, like within online communities is is in general a sort of an issue that because they are within a community that like one of the guidelines i guess for for like incels is you would never like insult your your mates because they are incels as well this like is is just like something you don't do actually actually there is like a sub forum thing where they like post pictures of themselves and the other guys they point comment, out yeah. how ugly they are yeah. like to validate their already negative view exactly. of them. I, that i do not get <laughs> like it's so toxic it's yeah. not good for them <laughs> like i said the thing that frustrates me and, and sort of my question would be like do we need to help them or is it just like they are so miserable that they just can help themselves because there is no way out. I completely disagree because you could say the same thing about people with like really bad depression and like, yeah, for some people it may never be cured, but there's still a chance. And so how do we help incels? <laughs> yeah, I think they need to decide they want help because you can't buy a prostitute for them. Some some incels do that and that doesn't help them because they also like care about the emotional connection right. and they know they're just paying the hooker to do that. And yeah, I think just the whole forum that tells them their beliefs are right and that there is no way out, that is the biggest like... Misunderstanding. Uh, yeah, and like the biggest <laughs> danger because... On the one hand, it's good when they have, a, like, an outlet. Right. But the other hand, 
if it's only feeds them the same information over and over makes them more angry and furious and, yeah and depressed it doesn't help them get Not better and that's why they should like find a way to decide hey i want to not feel like this i want help but they usually just think it won't do anything anyway so they don't and so should we shut down these platforms because they're clearly harming or harmful yeah see on the one <laughs> hand i'm generally against censorship as a whole i'm not necessarily talking about like censorship like the government stepping in but i'm just like as someone that is r responsible maybe for such a platform mm -hmm. i think reddit shut down yeah they did shut down their subreddit for incels it's always a dangerous thing to do that because you're basically saying it's not allowed to talk about it but on the other side i think besides all the miserable things and and people like that are depressed that are are using the forum it's also a platform for pure hate aggression and it seems to have led to some severe terror attacks yeah or just mass shootings and mass killings which i think is there is not really a legitimate argument to to allow a platform that supports such events well you see they like officially say they don't support those events obviously all the users are like yeah yeah but the website as a whole does not definitely not yeah but yeah i just personally think the website does in a way give these people a safe space and maybe prevents them from doing something to themselves right so in a way it does have a positive effect I just also would really appreciate if it wasn't like just a closed space and that those people would open up themselves to be helped and not just go there to be miserable and get even more miserable. But I have no idea how to do that. I mean, I think it's 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 a uh, it's like a depression with with side effects <laughs> yeah. that are not really. Yeah, and I, I don't know how to cure depression and how to bring people into publicity and into other spaces to to discuss their feelings and their, their emotions. Yeah, but the thing is, like, there's also... There's always forums for, like, a specific negative thing. Yeah. But it just rarely gets that out of hand as, like, that one insult forum. Like, I'm sure there's a forum for severely depressed people who also have similar beliefs that, like, the world is shit and nothing matters. But for some reason, it still never has those big scandals. And that's what just baffles me, in a way. Because you don't hear much of those other forums. Right. To sort of sum up the whole discussion that we had right now, I think from my point of view, we we both agree that it's really, really difficult to find solutions for such forums, for such platforms. The only thing that I would like to say is just that I think there could or there is sort of responsibility of the people that provide such a space to try to not let more people join the group. From like from a prevention point of view, that would be my recommendation. Like to say, let's try to prevent people from entering the group. 
with what ways we're ever gonna use i know it's the internet i know there are, it's gonna be a platform again and again but i think if there is a is a way to sort of try to prevent people from joining these platforms that would be a great thing so i think living as an incel is a pretty shitty lifestyle this is why we're going to take a break and then come back and talk a bit about like a bit less depressive thing minimalism So in the second part of our first lifestyle episode, I wanted to talk a bit about minimalism because it's sort of an internet trend as well. It's it's a new lifestyle. It sounds really trendy. And I wouldn't consider myself like a member or like just, yeah, but, but I'm inspired by minimalism. And I'll try to explain minimalism just in some few sentences thank you because i have no idea what it is okay so so basically minimalism is is the idea that we're living in a society today that we, we buy shit a lot we just buy all the stuff also oh, it's basically communists again. no no okay. no no okay it's completely different Good. <laughs> you can be a really capitalistic minimalist I, I i'd say that okay but it's about that we purchase and surround ourselves with a lot of shit. We buy stuff we don't need, we buy too much of something, and we basically spend a lot of our hard-earned money on things that don't really make us happy. First of all, and this is why I'm saying it's not communism at all, <laughs> it's, it's funny that you bring that up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's basically, what are you spending your money on? And spend your money on things that actually matter. So, like, good investment. On the one side. But, I mean, the, the like, the extreme minimalist has maybe 50 things in his life. He has a backpack with, like, a pajama, some underwear, and maybe a laptop. And that's it. He does not have an apartment. He does not have anything else. Maybe he has a passport. But he lives out of his backpack. And there are really people out there that count, like, the things that they own. Like, they have 250 things in their life that they own and everything else is like, they don't need it. I believe 100% that we are living in a society of consumption. We're consumers and we are every day sort of forced and pressured to consume more, to buy new things and buy a new pair of shoes and buy this new thing that you don't really need, buy a new phone all two years and I honestly think it, it's not going to make you happy to to own that shit. I actually look at it as a sort of a capitalistic movement because you're basically saving your money for things that are actually valuable. Yeah, so it's not like against the whole capitalism thing. Not at all. You can make okay. tons of money and earn a lot of money. Okay. But it's more... Where do you spend it? Okay, wait, so I have two questions. Right. So are all or most minimalists homeless? No. No, they're not homeless. They, okay. they for example, live in an apartment, but instead of having like... Two shelf, bathrooms. Yeah, exactly, yeah. or a shelf full of 
lots and lots of clothing, they might have only like five or six or seven t-shirts for a week okay. and nothing more because they don't need more. They wash their shirts after a week and if one like if one is, is getting like old and it's not really usable anymore, then they're going to buy a new one. And my second question right. <laughs> um, would be that so minimalists are necessarily poor or motivated out of poverty. No. Like some minimalists are hella rich. Right. Okay. So last week we talked about killing someone and I was sort of talking about valuing experiences. And I put it very similar here. It's like instead of putting your money into this new pair of sneakers that is going to look nice for like one day and then you're going to wear it and then it's just going to look like a normal pair of sneakers, go and take some holiday somewhere or, you know, just get other types of experiences so it's not even about saving money. It's not just necessarily spending it on the important stuff. Yeah. But what if like having five bathrooms is really important to you? Well, then you're not a minimalist. I mean, I wouldn't say that a minimalist is going to say, you know, spend it, spend, spend, spend. But it's rather owning. You don't need to necessarily own this pencil. Mm-hmm. You could also like lend it or you could you don't need a car. You can lend the car or you don't need to have this book, just go to the library and get the book from there and then bring it back. It's more about possession. This is why I'm saying I would invest the money in an experience, but it's more about possessing or not possessing. But like if you know you'd save more money if you just bought this thing instead of... Make a good example of that. Like if you buy a car instead of like renting it over it's always going to be more expensive. Are you sure? Yeah. Renting it for a hundred years. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, just one case. Or like if you buy a house and rent that house to people, then you might make a bigger profit out of the rent. Well, it's not. Then I, I think you're focusing on the wrong thing. Okay. A minimalist, See, I don't get it. Yeah. A minimalist <laughs> might live in a van. Okay. And it's his car and he owns that car. But he might only own his car and 300 other things. I mean, like, would you, if you would count all the games, for example, you own, or if you would count all the small little tiny things that you never use, but you have them, that's the thing that sort of minimalism is fighting against. From my point of view, the way that I take it, and and the reason I'm sort of inspired by it is basically because I believe that to create things, to be creative and to have a nice life, what you need is space. Space to breathe, space to just have space. And if you cluster the space with shit you don't need, then you're clustering your life full of things that are not really important to you. Additionally, what I think a lot of minimalists sort of believe in, and this is why the van is actually a pretty good example, it's like, if you want to leave tomorrow, you don't have as many things. You just can't leave. Okay. Because there is... I see the appeal of that. Yeah. yeah. That's a good one. Or you just... You, you see a new apartment and you like it and you move. It's not... You don't need to think about all the oh, things Oh, is that, that going to fit? And yeah. And yeah. That all the things that stops you from doing it. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. I like it. <laughs> yeah. But I also don't think I could do it. Because I'm somewhat of a, like, collector. <laughs> yeah. Like, I like having a collection of things and, like, presenting it. And, like, my, 
like book collection alone i have like 200 books or do i i have no idea but i already like i'm disqualified from being a minimalist and i probably would never actually be one well i'd say the following way that like if if you truly believe that these books have value for you and they add up to your life then it's not against the minimalist movement necessarily just to own books but for example when i enter a lot of homes and i I think it's really true there is so much shit there yeah and i have learned like i think throwing away stuff is one of the best things you can do in your life because you just you 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 feel more free you feel the freedom uh you feel free and to to move on in life hashtag incels (laughs) you need to get rid of shit yeah i felt like things that i had they just made me i felt like in a prison because they i I did not use them and if if you have something that you don't use why do you have it because you're a collector (laughs) or i don't know yeah I see your point, but I think like if you're collecting, for example, books, it's one thing. But there are so many people that just collect random shit of nonsense. Or like garbage. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, for example, if you would like collect puzzles and then you also collect like coins and you collect like whatever. You just collect everything. It kind of gets out of hand. Right. Yeah. But also like one other question I have is like. Are minimalists against like decoration? It's because it would okay. seem like so. I need to clarify something. Don't like say what are minimalists against. Like, okay, it's it's there's no clear rules. No, there okay. definitely isn't. And I think there are hardcore minimalists, like I said, that just live out of their backpack and have nothing else. And there are minimalists that have a home and that also decorate their wall with things. But it's like. I think an example where you could show like a minimalist from not a minimalist is like in the kitchen. Like what do you really need in a kitchen to make pasta and the things that you cook? And I think it's true. I mean, in a lot of kitchens, you have so many things that are never being used. Like this knife and this knife, you have like 20 different knives, but you could live with one. And like a juicer and a coffee machine and yeah. this and yeah. And I like get it. the the second toaster that it's like <laughs> it has been lying there for like the last ten years and you have never used it. Yeah. It started a bit more like with digital age because like you could folders of shit where you like save documents, today you can have them like digitally. Or like the photos that you used to have in your shelf, you can have them today digitally and like stored in the cloud. And it's just have more space for yourself to live in instead of like space that you cluster with shit that you don't really need. Yeah, you don't have to hang up a picture anymore. Exactly. Yeah. But or you can buy an ebook instead of owning exactly, a book. Exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. minimalism. It's pretty cool. But like, wha- <laughs> how does the community work? Like, are they like incels have like a forum? Like, look There's at my definitely tiny a minimalist, house. minimalism <laughs> forum out there. What I struggle with, like for me personally, because you don't have that many things, you don't need to worry about all these things that you have an attachment to and that just tries to pull you back. So for example, like with the car, if you rent a car, you buy, uh, you basically rent the car, pay some money and return the car. 
But if you own the car, you need to care about this thing. You like you need to change the tires, clean the car, f- fill it up with things. And we live with so many things that take so much time. It's not just about like the possession, but it's also about the the, the things that we that, that we spend that much time spending on something that we don't really need. What I would like from my current understanding define minimalism is that you just own thing you need. Yeah. And you don't buy stuff you don't need. Exactly. So everything you own has like some sort of meaning and purpose. Yeah. Yeah. And that makes sense. So if you're like a person who really cares mm. about having pretty lights, then you can buy those pretty lights even if those to some other person would be useless yeah. and unnecessary. But maybe don't cluster up your apartment with pretty lights. Yeah. Like <laughs> you can buy some of them, but like don't just fill up everything with with that. That's fair. Yeah. I can respect that. I I mean, maybe I just need to say like in my life, I think I try to throw away one or two things every week. Just oh, I shit couldn't do that. Oh, my that God. is 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 has been here i mean i think today i'm gonna throw like this because it just i have no usage for it so it's using up space yeah yeah and i know a lot of people i I think it's funny because i think a lot of people struggle a lot with like throwing things away (laughs) yeah because like i personally just have always been raised to not waste things it's the same for me yeah I think I was as well very similarly raised and it's sometimes difficult like to throw stuff away that you purchase with money is useless. It makes a thing more useless than and it was before because yeah. you own something. But the way that I try to look at it, like today, I actually really took some of my old school books and like 200 meters down there, there's like a public, it's like a shelf where you can put books in and someone else can take them again yeah see that's i think that's much more productive than just throwing it away so i try to ask people whether they have i mean if you need the thing you can definitely have it i'm gonna (laughs) throw it away later i don't need it so i I try to for example with clothes i mean there's so many organizations that pick up your clothes and sort of donate it to to people so you can also sort of contribute to the greater good yeah yeah that like the thing is not has not just been produced for nothing yeah and just to to add like useless things also means like all the plastic shit that is being produced for us to throw away like the next day like this is really useless you mean like food packaging or what well food packaging is not a question but i mean like if like having a party and you for example like buy i don't know like confetti yeah (laughs) yeah or like plastic glasses yeah, see, that's I'm not a fan of those things in the first place. I never. They're a waste of money. Yeah, and also like not good for the environment. Exactly. So it, minimalism, I think, it's not like um, no waste movement or something like. Try. Yeah, because like a minimalist would like prefer to buy plastic cups because those are easier to get rid of, while a glass cup you own would be your property, and that would add. No. To they wouldn't. No. Okay. See, that would because have been my thought. Because they would value more a glass cup that stands for like the next fifteen years, than a plastic cup that is going to be rubbish in a day. Okay. So, like I said, if if I mean, you need a glass to drink a glass of water. So yeah. 
buy a good glass, but don't buy like twenty and don't like collect them. And okay, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm starting to get it. I think. I mean, it really for me, it just starts with like throw away, look into your room, and throw away something that you don't need, that you haven't used for the last five years, and you're definitely gonna find something that you have never used and you had no purpose. Or maybe before you throw it away, look if someone else can use it. Oh, way better. Way better. Yeah. So I guess this was it for the That Shice Lifestyle episode. Yeah, fortunately, the second one wasn't as shice, in my opinion. Yeah. It's pretty good. I'm not sure whether this format is going to like survive. Because I think it's, it's a weird one. It's going to die. Maybe. But um, yeah, see you next week. Bye. Bye.